Hey guys, due to how Coach Greg and I work, we usually don't know the topic before we show up. Uh, we kind of flesh that out in our pre-show combo, And we also don't know if an episode is going to be a part one and two until we're done, depending on how long it goes, because we want to give you bite-sized 20 to 30 minute episodes. And with Coach Greg's school schedule and work schedule, uh, over the next month or so, the next several episodes, they will probably be divided into part one and part two, like this episode. So if it sounds like we're like cutting it off in the middle of our talk, and then we're starting in the middle of our talk on the next episode, that's because we are. <laughs> so I wanted to give you a heads up that this is a part one and two. And if it sounds like we stopped suddenly or started suddenly, that's because we did. I split it up in mid-conversation the best I could. So anyway, just know this is a part one and two. You might be listening to part one now or part two, but both of them will be phenomenal and will help you uh, in pursuing your passion and leaning into fear. Hey, one of the things that's really important is that fear is something that is really taught and learned. Because we are all individuals, but we largely are going to respond to external situations along the lines of how we've been conditioned. Mm. So if someone says, you know, snakes are bad, then you can grow up with this idea that snakes are not bad or evil. Um, a snake in a sense, is absolutely no different than any other animal in the natural environment. You fear a snake and you get bit by a squirrel and the squirrel actually has rabies. And so now you end up dying, right? From something that you thought was, was innocuous, yeah. small thing. So the mindset then becomes very important when it comes to fear. So it's like, why am I afraid of something that I've never engaged in before? Or why am I afraid of this situation when I know I need to have it? The minute that hits you, if you can think about it, it's like, this is why I'm afraid. And your mind quickly is going to let you go pull out those filing cabinets and see all those places where that trauma hits you. Yeah. No one escapes that. Right. Right. But then comes the courage part. It's like... Yeah, I've never done this before. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous and whatever it is. But at the end of the day, after the pouting, the crying, the shouting, the cursing, the sabotage, the overeating, drinking, whatever it is you do, you finally say, shit. And then you go and do it anyway. Yeah. There goes the suffering. There yeah. goes the relationship. You can't let her go. Like knowledge. I said, hey, look. Like Sophia, been chasing Sophia uh, my entire life. Yep. Right. And uh, like, I thought Coach was married. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sophia, it's wisdom. Right. And um, so she has taken me some places. Right. Mm -hmm. I've been turned upside down, dirt in my head, clothes dirty, sad. Did I do? Now I got to go do it again. Mm-hmm. Then again. And then it's like, and each time you you recognize what the universe is asking you. 
this is something I think is really important. I want to say to um, the listener, um, if whatever it is that you are pursuing is just strictly and solely all about you, and it doesn't have a component that includes others, like idea of having a business and being great at your business is a wonderful idea. But central to that is the service you provide to other people. If business is the sole purpose and the customers secondary, you're going to find that what you're doing is most likely related. Yeah. Because there is something, I believe, that is beyond academia, beyond computation. There is a there is an environment that we live in and it is reciprocal. Reciprocal. Excuse me, I can't get it out right now. But whatever we're doing is connected to something else. And the greater the influence again, the more is required of you. And that's what you experience in that journey. So that person here in Clovis and you're getting ready now to take the mall that's sitting over there, I can't think of the main main I can't think of the main road where the um the mall is. Uh, uh Prince. 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 Okay. So you said, you know what? I'm going to transform this entire building. I'm going to turn it into something else. Wow, that's an expense. Um, you live in a small community. Is it possible? Maybe some suffering in that enterprise in the beginning. But if there is a vision, real vision, that is connected to something outside and beyond of just being the business owner, then you can see the universe essentially saying, you know what, you've done whatever it is you need to do. Now people start coming to your idea. Yeah. Because you've demonstrated that you're willing to serve. You've dealt with what it is required for you to be in this place. The tree behind me in this picture, it towers in the landscape because it paid the ultimate in that relationship to grow. Yeah. To weather. It takes the wind, as you can see, right? It is always exposed to the elements because it is so tall, so much taller than the other trees. It get whipped back and forth, cold winds, right? All of that. And yet it stands because something within a tree knows that's where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I think when we connect with what we're doing on that level, our challenges, our sense of suffering in the pursuit of what we believe is a definite chief aim, um, I would say is somewhat mitigated, seen differently. Um, not so challenging, right? Yeah. Like, and when, like you think, a, yeah. when you think yeah. about that tree too, Coach, it's the tallest, but because it's the tallest, it's exposed more. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. It, it has more risk, right? More conditions, more demands, right? And yet, it has demonstrated that it can withstand the conditions and meet the demands. And that's what our journey teaches us. And those who engage in it, engage in a process that is really no different, absolutely no different. It has a different manifestation because one is a tree and one is a person. The process of growth and attainment is really no different. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. And um, for the listener, it's really simple. You either are going to do it or you will not. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's the part of it that's not a riddle. So that's why he said it's like, if you were seduced into comfort, then you um, you lack resiliency. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And resiliency is one of those hidden things. It's like, you know what? You say you want it, great. So where is it demonstrated? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where is it demonstrated? He... um. Oh. I love some of the insight he gave. He said, go to the edge of your limits and they will expand. Um, He says, we grow stronger when we do things we've never done. So pursue things intentionally, like be on purpose that you've Mm -hmm. never done before. And Mm -hmm. I love that because a lot of people, like he said, some of the things he sees, you know, working with, you know, top actors, um, uh, business titans, things like that. There's this unique characteristic, number one, grit. There's a book called Grit that's really good, but they have grit and they're always like, when they get to what they wanted, they don't stop. You know, a lot of people, once they achieve that goal, hey, they got it. Let's coast. We're good. They don't. So they'll reach that level and they're like, okay, now how can I take it to the next? And so there's this never ending cycle of learning and discovery, and innovation, and, and he said, these people know how to work just as hard as they know to play, and, but they are very intentional on pursuing things they've never done before, those that end up becoming dust that people don't even remember, or they become that, you know, like, remember back when we had Blockbuster, remember back when we had Sears on every, you know, um, a city in America, blah, 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 why are they no longer around? And so part of it is, number one, not being a prognosticator where you see where things are going. But number two, you can't rest on your laurels. You always have to be improving. Or like you said, that elk, you know, your time is over. And it's kind of like when we do that cycles, you know, like you have uh, unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, unconscious competence, et cetera. Remember that final one is death, that if you don't interject some innovation and creativity mm-hmm. at that moment, your organization mm-hmm. will die. And that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's, um, I'm, I show up in Clovis with an idea. I leave as a, as a hunter, field and scouting, listening walking terrain, um, rugged terrain, right? <clears throat> um, that is a story in itself, right? And then, you know, now it's like uh, um, I'm in my doctoral program. I've learned how to re-green deserts affected by climate change, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm working with some of the top system scientists on the planet, right? Yeah. <laughs> and right now, um, as a knowledge holder, I am preparing to enter the world stage and say, hey, look, this is what I have to say. This is my contribution to the planet. That cost me, right, in order to be able to do that, right? So what are people saying in the world and where, right? So did you research it? You better get in there, right? Because whatever claim you make, 
right? You better be well researched. And if you and if you're going to take someone to task, then you better be ready, right? It's yeah. a whole nother battlefield. Well, guess what? It costs to enter that arena. Yeah. To, to, at that level. And that's the way it is. And if I don't do that, then that's fine. The choice is up to me. But I don't get to complain when my time is done and I'm concerned whether or not somebody knew if I came this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the universe said, I, you were born with a certain gift. Get it done. Mm-hmm. So when you so when you return to me, right? Mm-hmm. People will say, "Yeah, he came this way." Yeah, Coach was here. He and Sherry did some great stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. That absolutely. That reminds me. He said it's irresponsible not to live in your fullest potential. It is, and it's irresponsible for us personally, but also those that we can impact. And people need to know you're impacting others either way. And and a lot of times it's just how you interact, how you carry yourself, the service or product that you provide. So why not get it to the highest level? I've decided that, you know, because I do, you know, the social media work, but as far as my business, I've decided I want to be a time master. That's what I want to be in my industry I want to be a time management master. And so I'm like, okay, what is required of me to do that? Well, I have to make sure I have, you know, top-notch tools, products, services for people, but I need to hone my own skills. I need to see areas where I can tighten up, get some of those things in place where I can tell people, okay, this is what I did. Now adapt it for you. Don't just adopt it. Adapt it because... A lot of times people are like, well, I tried that. It didn't work. No, you need to adapt it. And, and, and so to me, it's like it's becoming such a passion because I'm seeing people bullied by time. And I'm seeing people so distracted that they're wandering around and they know they're not at their fullest potential and they know that they're not giving those areas of their lives that are super important to them. They're not giving them what's needed. Because there's mindsets. A lot of people don't understand, you know, time management is a mindset. It is not you getting more time. It is a mindset. And those are things I'm like, you know what? I want to become a master at that, which means I will always be learning. And and so I'm like, you know, there's a responsibility there because if the things that we do are kind of tied to it for sure, the passion, making sure you stay focused, but those little things that people can adopt that all of a sudden, bam, it puts something in place. Like for example, real quick, I did a time management last week at the chamber and the, the month before it was hilarious. People kept getting distracted and off focused. I'm like, wow, no wonder you guys are here anyway. Um, and one of the suggestions was, you know, they're like, well, my phone goes off and I feel like I need to make sure it's not a client or whatever. So I asked people, how do y'all navigate through that? Does anybody have any questions there or any solutions? And when they said, well, what I did is those that are really important, like family or my employer, they have their own ringtone. Now people may be like, oh yeah, I've done that for years, but not everybody knows that. 
So there was this one lady that was like, oh my gosh, that is such a good idea. She adopted it and now she gets so much done that she doesn't feel like she's behind all the time. So that's, you know, where whatever your wheelhouse is, it is meant to serve other people and it's irresponsible not to reach it. And one thing that um, I wanted to um, throw out there, Coach, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts and you close this out, is he, um, he gave another uh, idea, another word picture. And so the statement he gave was, all change is hard at first, messy in the middle, beautiful in the end. He said a rocket uh, uses more fuel uh, 60 seconds after launch than it does going around the, you know, the earth um, because it has to overcome, and I love this phrase, escape velocity. And so to me, the idea is a lot of people feel like they're having to expend a tremendous amount of effort. And you have to know that is part of the passion suffering aspect. When you are first launching into whatever it is, moving, school, business, relationship, whatever it is, you have to know you're going to expend more energy at the beginning than you will once you get into orbit, so to speak. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of freak out. It's like you get newlyweds. They think it's going to be like, you know, uh, Cinderella. And then you find out, man, this guy, he can't pick up his socks off the living room floor. And like, man, she can't cook. Am I going to survive this? I mean, you know, (laughs) I need a good meal here. You know what I mean? Like... All of those things that you don't expect pop up. and But once you get past that escape velocity and now you're in your orbit, things do get easier. Would you agree, Coach? I do because there is a, I mean, it's use a lot of examples of metaphor. The reason why is because they capture the picture because the picture is more complete than the language we use. Yeah. Oftentimes, language can confuse us. But it's, it's, it's really a simple process. There is always something required of you. That's the first thing that the person has to come to grips with. There is a process to success. Yeah. There's a process to everything that we do. Um, the difference between whether or not is one path is good or not for you is going to be where your heart and your focus is, but you're going to be required to do something. Yeah. Now you said mindset a few times and we're telling the people you're creating your experience. You're getting what you think about most of the time. Yeah. If you believe, if you think and believe that something is going to be hard for you to achieve, then you are not going to get it done. Yep. But that's not a, how what I'm trying to say, we don't need to make that sound like some great truth. It, it's period. It's just a fact. If you don't, you won't. Yep. Right? But the minute you decide, I am going to do this, at that moment, if you embrace what you're doing as something that's meant for you, for me, this is what, when you hit the stage, 
when it feels like, hey, this is all right. I'm, I'm, I'm flowing with this right now. It doesn't mean that there's going to be requirements for you or challenges. It just means that you've accepted this is a journey. So now it's not something that you're fighting with. Yeah. It's something that you navigate, right? Yeah. You navigate the challenge, not being fearful of the challenge because your life and your experience and your efforts are really prepared you for the moment. And the challenge is how you are able to determine that you are in fact ready to live the life to say you want. Yeah. And when you get that in your head, then all of a sudden you're not losing 10 pounds. You're not losing 50 pounds. What you're doing is you're charting a course for yourself that you know is right. Losing the weight is a product, a process of you getting to where you want to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because those that make the weight itself to go are most likely still struggling with it. And the same with any other goal. I would um, like to leave people with this thought that came up, Coach, when you were talking is that um, one way to brain hack when it comes to change and transformation, the work you need to do is you have to own the change and you have to make it your choice, meaning whether it's change that is imposed upon you or it is change that you decide you need, either way, you need to own it. You need to use it as a tool of transformation because it will brain hack. And then all of a sudden, you're now cooperating with the process and you come out better and realizing, okay, if I embrace this change, I own it. It's my choice. Then you can better see the opportunities of growth than if you resist what is occurring. And uh, I'd just like to leave people with that thought. You need to own the change, whether you asked for it or not. And then make it your choice and how it will make you better as a person, what you do uh, for a living, your relationships, et cetera. Great. That's perfect. Thank you. I think we need to end on that note of me being perfect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely.